when we test in that audience, sometimes it doesn't work and we want to give up. So we change the mindset of rather than just making it, this converts or this gets the metric that we all care about. We start to think about how can we connect with those customers? And then those metrics start to follow. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast, conversations with industry leaders on new trends and products that can grow your business. Today, host Jordan Roger Smith sits down with Alex MacArthur, Chief Marketing Officer at Kizik, and Jimmy Stone, the VP and Global Head of Creative Shop here at Meta. Together, they'll discuss how creative can be a differentiator for your business and why thinking creative is more important than ever before. You are listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rogers Smith. And if you want to learn from industry leaders about new trends and products that can grow your business, then this is the podcast for you. Today, I'm joined by Alex MacArthur, Chief Marketing Officer at Kizik, and Jimmy Stone, Vice President and Global Head of Creative Shop here at Meta. So firstly, big welcome to you both. We're going to be talking about all things creative, why thinking about creative is even more important than ever before, and how creative can be a real differentiator for your business. But first, I'd love for our guests today to tell us a little about themselves and their creative journeys to date. So Alex, as the external guest, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jordan. Again, Alex MacArthur, Chief Marketing Officer at Kizik. Been in the marketing world for a long time. Been industry jumper. I was the CMO of Purple, the mattress company, during its growth years. And I had done agency work, in-house work, and love creating companies, love creating something out of nothing. That's my passion is building teams and taking a brand that didn't exist and making it something notable and a place that creates an impact. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast. And Jimmy, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, Jordan, Alex, so great to be here with you. It's Jimmy Stone, global head of the Creative Shop. For some of you that know or don't know, the Creative Shop is a group of creative strategists all over the world within Meta. Our mission is to discover and to democratize the power of a platform to help businesses of all sizes maximize their performance in our platform. I come from a long career of advertising, PR, all in the creative side of the house. And I love what Alex said, it's what you love to do. What I love to see is when creativity works and help our clients achieve and solve their business challenges. Great to be here. It's great to have you both on the podcast. And so to start with Alex, I'd love for you to share just a bit about Kizik. What is it? Where's the genesis? You said you love starting companies from nothing and building them to something. So I'd love for you to open by telling us a bit about that journey and, and how Kizik has evolved from when you first started it to where it is today. Yeah. So for those that aren't familiar, Kizik is a hands-free shoe company. Basically, we have about 200 patents that allow somebody to purchase what feels like a very normal shoe, but it also has easy access. Some of our shoes have a spring-like feature in the back. Others have a gel-like cage that as you step in, it just pops on over your heel. It's a totally unique experience to footwear. Just kudos to our founder, Mike Pratt. He's the inventor of the concept and actually invented the concept a few decades ago and patented it. And just recently, we turned it into a business and started to grow consumer sales and awareness. 
It's a really unique company in a very complicated, competitive space. I've jumped around from a variety of different categories in business, and footwear is probably the most competitive I've been a part of to date. It's very beneficial to have such a unique and differentiated feature or benefit to our shoe. So one thing that's really cool about Kizik is it feels like every week we find a different use case for our shoes. A majority of the people buying our shoes just buy it for comfort and convenience and just like them. But every week I hear a new story of people with Parkinson's or people that have severe diabetic issues or a variety of other health issues can sometimes be, Kizik shoes can be a huge benefit for them. Another thing that is really blowing up for us recently is children love our shoes. Instead of having to tie laces, it's maybe a new way of looking at footwear where tying your shoes isn't a rite of passage anymore and it becomes a obsolete thing. Yeah, that's a, a quick glimpse into the company and, and what we do and some of the things that we are thinking about. I find the concept fascinating. The amount of times I've crushed my fingers with my heel trying to put a pair of awkward shoes on. And the fact that, as you say, this invention to be able to completely change how you wear your shoes in a sense. And so when you're thinking about how you bring a brand new product like that to market, which is very different than how shoes have been for the longest of times, like how did you think about the brand identity, how creative would play a really key part in differentiating yourselves out from everyone else in the market? How's that journey evolved over the last sort of nearly five years of yourself being uh, a part of Kizik? From day one, dove deep into consumer insights, learning how others in footwear think about the category. And we've done quite a few surveys and qualitative as well as quantitative research. And in the end, what comes back in the footwear space is everybody cares about three things, but it's really two, fashion, comfort, and fashion again. And we're offering something that doesn't fit into one of those three core areas. And we're paving a new path and introducing a new benefit. So that's been an interesting part of how this unfolds. So the way we think about creative is we really have to show and any great brand has emotional ties and aspirational elements to the brand. But the more that we demonstrate and show, the more our awareness tends to build rapidly. So early on, we just made assumptions. Who are the audiences that we thought of first that would need the shoes that we offer? And the company initially made it a guess to lean into a more mature audience. But the reality is you're not going to build a brand rapidly there. So that was one quick pivot we made away from targeting that audience where we didn't see quite the growth in the beginning. And we changed the fashion to be younger, uh, a little more aspirational, uh, a little more worth talking about and showing on social media, a little more impactful for influencers. And that's really when we started to see massive lift. So again, like the core angle of our creative is telling a great story, being memorable, but not forgetting to sneak in really interesting ways of demonstrating how our shoes work. So a couple examples, some of our earliest spots, we had somebody on a treadmill and they rode that treadmill to the end and just landed in their shoes or somebody jumping on a trampoline, doing a flip off and landing in their shoes. People don't even think it's real, but it's a real thing that we've done. It might have taken more takes than I'd like to admit, but it's a creative angle that works for us is showing unexpected access into footwear really seems to catch people's eye. I was fascinated to hear from you what you said that every week I hear a new use case for a shoe. So that's like the telegraphic way for me to hear that you are as a CMO constantly with your ear on the ground, understanding what your audience is looking for. 
new ways that your audience is using the innovation of your shoes, which is about solving a real problem, a real annoying problem. So you solve that annoying problem with innovation, but you're constantly listening to what your audience's new cases is or they are. And then you basically respond to them with a creative, fun way to illustrate that use case and communicate the innovation. I think it was very spot on and awesome. I will be interested to know what do you use to listen, to be constantly in the pulse of your audience? Obviously, our relationship with Meta has helped in that way to a certain extent, but we also do a lot of our own surveying and we've used a tool called Burvey that we really like, which is basically video surveys so we can see how people react when they try our shoes. And that's been pretty vital to our growth and understanding them. A moment that we look at that's important to us is what we call the aha moment when sometimes when we tell people we make hands-free shoes, it doesn't click. And they think, oh, my, my shoes already do that. I can squish my foot into there. But through video surveys, we've been able to see people's reaction when they truly try it and get that these shoes feel just like normal sneakers. They're just as snug, but I can pop into them rather than having to bend over or use my finger to wedge my heel into the back of the shoe. So yeah, video has been vital for us, seeing how people react, catching those moments, learning what the moment that's really Again, the aha moment is so vital for us. And I think an important thing that you mentioned there is this thing around community and the people that are using your shoes, feeding into your own awareness about how your shoes can be leveraged. And Jimmy is someone who works with brands all across the world, some of the very largest brands, where traditionally they would go for the high polish, the really high end production values to build their brand image. This sense of community, like what have you been seeing with uh, across the largest advertisers that you work with about how these community-based insights and how these sort of user-generated bits of content or these user-inspired bits of content are beginning to shift the balance of, of power, as it were, of how creative can tell a story that doesn't have to be really polished or really high-end or super high-quality production, but yet can be very raw and authentic and achieve even better results than would have previously been possible. As I said before, we in the creative shop are constantly looking for emerging and existing canvases in our ecosystem of platforms, if you will. And what we're noticing is something very fascinating is that Metas is, is an ecosystem of interconnected canvases, different types of from video, from static to a poll questions and then AR and different types of canvases that we see from reels and so on. One of the things that we are noticing is that brands that are better performing in this ecosystem of interconnected canvases share three principles. And I see one of the principles being very clearly here. The first principle is to originate, don't translate, to basically originate the content from within social out, from within the culture out, if you will. I always try to say that not every advertising idea can be socialized, but every social idea can be advertised. So start from communities, start from social. And to do that, we're seeing that uh, social has a language, uh, as a grammar. And uh, so the use of native canvases with the grammar and the languages of those canvases performs tremendously better. And I'm seeing that listening to your community and collaborating. The second principle is that, is to release the grip of your brand 
and to collaborate with social, collaborating with culture through the use of content that is creator-based content in partnership with creators or with your community and developing a relationship with your community. Ultimately, the brand, it's not in this today, the brand is not created by us marketers, it's owned and created by your people, the consumers, the people who actually are community, the people who are the, actually owning the brand, if you will. And then the third principle is to constantly produce at the speed of culture, to maximize this discovery and the algorithm of the discovery engine that actually puts the content into the right hands at the right time or the right eyes at the right time that are looking for that content. So in Alex's case, what, I, what you're talking that I think is fascinating is constantly originating from culture or listening to your audience and collaborating with them collaborating with culture, and also producing content at that speed in order to maximize the discovery engine. And to your point, to create new use cases of your audience, expanding your audience. We like to say today that creative is the new targeting because the more creative assets, the more creative diversification that you put into a distribution machine, the better the machine is to find the right audience at the right time. So a lot of the principles that we see that are working in our platform are the ones that you're talking about today and why it works. I appreciated those three principles of originating. I feel like we have an unfair advantage there with what we're doing is so different than how footwear has worked. So I feel like I have a competitive advantage there. And then with releasing the grip of the brand, you know, it's brands can be built so quickly now with great collaborations. One example, we haven't done a lot yet. We will do more in the future, but just this last year, we did a collaboration with Jet Puff, the marshmallow company. We made a very comfortable, puffy shoe. And as fast as we're growing, it might not have been our biggest sales day, like a Black Friday, Cyber Monday or anything like that, but it was easily our biggest awareness day outside of a promotion or, or anything like that. And then on the third point with constantly produce at the speed of culture, yeah, that's one of the most vital parts of growing right now is giving your team, once they built trust, the creative freedom to move quickly and not have to go through slow processes that you miss those moments, those cultural moments is, as we've already referenced before, that when you can attack those moments, you can piggyback off of the moment that's happening in culture. And those have been all vital principles to what have helped us grow. So I loved those examples you gave. And so Alex, I'd like to go back to something that you said at the very beginning, which is when you very first started, it was based on assumptions and guesses. And so taking into account the three principles that Jimmy just mentioned, how has that evolved over the sort of the brand's life cycle at Kizik? Can you share a little bit of how you've thought about how you test your creatives, how you optimize them, and how you go away from just guessing an assumption and actually something that's far more concrete and understandable and actionable when you're moving so quickly and trying to stay on trend and trying to stay with the communities that you've built, how do you balance that with testing and moving away from assumptions and guesswork? A lot of it comes down to the blocking and tackling that I think a lot of direct-to-consumer first brands are doing now with the test and learn mindset of finding creative that works. Again, I will give major props to our differentiation with hands-free. It allows every story we tell, even if we just do what other brands are doing, we get more credit for it because it's so unique. So if every direct-to-consumer brand right now will say that their 
seeing success with UGC. But because we add in that demonstration moment with the UGC, that's one of the requirements we have with any content creator we work with. There's that pop-on moment, and that's different than the typical UGC spot where somebody says, hey, look at this great shirt or look at these great shoes. It's really stylish. We have that moment, but we also have the pop-on experience. We're doing all the test and learn stuff, but we continue to hit home what we know has resonated. And that resonation comes up as we try more things. For the size of company that we are, we have a larger creative team. And when we launch Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it means our creative team has made well over a thousand assets and we're testing all of those. And then we're often only running a handful in the end, but volume of creative from typical display to heavy video has all been things that we push hard. So we test and learn like others. We leverage our competitive advantage. We try to attach to culture. And I think those are things that have helped us continue to win. And so I think it would be a miss not to mention sort of the big revolutions that are happening at the moment around AI and how that is going to impact creative going forward. Because if you think about where we've come from, we've come from this like super polished, high-end, very inaccessible way of building creative to the democratized, community-driven, UGC-backed area where it's much more democratized. And now it's even getting to the stage where things like generative AI make it open to pretty much anybody and everybody who can have an idea and, and type it into a prompt box. And so I guess how is Kizik approaching that transition and how are you thinking about leveraging AI as part of this whole process as well? We like to be cutting edge and I feel like in past businesses, we've moved faster than our competitors. I'll be honest that we aren't leveraging it heavy yet, or if I'm 100% honest, we're not really leveraging it at all just yet outside of what Meta can do for us with the platform. But I just recently, I was at an event in Park City with a bunch of top leaders from very recognized brands, and it was some of the foremost leaders in AI, and they some great shops that are leveraging it or attempting to leverage it, and they were all very clear that it's so early that nobody's truly put together like a strong process that is being used in the mass yet. So if Jimmy has deeper thoughts on it, I'll value his. But for me, I'm still in the learning mode and trying to capture and I'm excited about what it can do for quick content creation, optimization. I'm confident Meta will build great tools to make it easy for brands to leverage AI. But a brand itself on my end, Currently, I don't have the resources or the custom a dev team that can build things that we need. I can't give a super informed answer on that because we're still in learning mode. That is the key. The key is the learning mindset, an open mindset, constantly learning. You're saying it, like you said, you're doing, your brand is growing and you're performing because you are doing what we see that great brands do to maximize the performance in a platform. Like we said, originate and constantly collaborate and produce and test this itinerate mindset of learning what it works, providing to the machine content. I just wanted to say that for AI, I always like the idea of rapid evolution and that has been throughout my career. But with AI, I see a radical revolution. The speed on which AI, especially generate AI, is advancing, it's something that, that 
we're going to all have to put our learning mindset at ultimate speed. So with AI, Meta has been investing in AI for many years, in fact. How AI has helped our discovery distribution engine and discovery engine in the organic world, we are actually, how we recommend content to audiences is all driven by AI, the way in which we use for combating misinformation and hate content in our platform is all a lot driven and helped by AI. And also how we distribute in advertising through our suite of advantage, suite of products that we have AI power that is actually making performance in our brand, in our campaigns, increase dramatically in the ROAS and CPA. Now we are opening inside our systems, the sandbox, our ability to create new gen, gen AI products in which it can help with background and with some of the diversification in terms of headlines and background creation and crops in order for the assets to be able to liquidly go throughout the platform, being helping the machine distribute the content faster throughout all this ecosystem of canvases. But we're seeing incredible advances on AI for the actually production of text to images or differentiation with uh, different copy lines and different use cases. So you ultimately, what it does is that diminishes your possibility for creative fatigue. Basically, creative fatigue is when your campaign has been viewed and arrived to a level of fatigue that it does not perform as well. So the more diverse content that you put into the machine, the better the machine will be to maintain that low creative fatigue and reach new audiences. Alex, more to come on that and many ways in which you can use text to visuals and but the advances and all the different types of products that we are launching and everybody, the industry completely is launching. It's incredibly fast how it's moving. In fact, this week alone, we have launched our many different updates to what we launched in, in Connect in terms of AI studios and the production of the AIs for brands and how the AI is operating in, into our meta Raven, Raven glasses and so many other things that definitely the, the advances are so quick. And so the most important thing that I said is jump into it because the speed on which this is going to help brands create and itinerate and learn from your audience is, uh, is growing exponentially. And Jimmy, I'd love to go back to a point that you mentioned earlier on, which is you said that creative is the new targeting. And with the evolution and the continued advantages that automation gives you at different points in the advertising stack, can you talk a little bit more about what you mean and how someone who has never thought that way before could begin to transition the way they market or transition the way they think about creative in this new world where automation is taking a lot more of the heavy lifting as it were, leaving them more time to think about things like creative and doing creative at scale and how they target creative more effectively. You're right. We are moving into an automation moment where we're more and more that we can automatically preset, the better we will be to produce more strategy and more differentiation of our creative. So yes, we're moving into an automation in which targeting will be also automatized. So the machine in itself is the one who's finding the interest of the audience. 
sometimes the idea that your audience or your shoes are being, you are targeting a particular audience. Right now, the complexity of the audience is so much that it's very hard to actually create monolithic groups, if you will, of an audience because of this polyculturalism that it is happening into our, in our societies where different groups share different passions. And so the idea that now the machine is so smart at delivering to the right audience at the right time your message, that what it's doing is that it's freeing people like Alex and the creative teams to test and to learn different use cases, different types of aesthetics, different types of differentiation in terms of diversity of our audiences. And so basically, the more creative you put into the ad sets, the better the machine will have to test automatically what that creative will will hit a particular audience looking for that. So that's what we mean with creative is the new targeting, that the more creativity, the more diversity that you put into the machine, the better the machine is going to be to connect that content to the correct audience. And Alex, I'd love if you can build on that, if that's something you found or you agree, you disagree. Excited for what we could do with AI as the tools become more familiar to me. And I believe that what Jimmy was sharing about, you know, the machines starting to create the, not only create generative content, but also find the, the audience and leverage the polycultural polyculturalism that he referenced. That's a big word. Yeah, it's, we can test faster. We could explore areas that we probably don't think about yet. And I think it, some of that, some of the outputs of AI could create tests that we never would have thought about and audiences that we never would have picked as, as humans. Just as I referenced at the very beginning, we picked an audience to target AI will likely help us find audiences and the creative to get in front of those audiences that we never would have thought of just because of the way that we think. And, and that's exciting to me, but still unfamiliar yet exciting. So Alex, I'd love to give you the last word in a sense. And on your sort of five-year journey with Kizik, when it comes to how you have evolved creative over there and creative being a differentiator, what's been the sort of single biggest learning that you've had that you would be able to share with the listeners. And I think the second piece to think ahead, I know we've been talking a lot about AI, but it doesn't have to necessarily be about AI. What is the thing that excites you the most looking ahead to 2024 and how you'll be able to continue on that journey of differentiation and really pushing the boundaries of creative? The single learning is not going to be revolutionary, but something that we continue to hit home is connect with our customers because there's so many different, to go back to what Jimmy was saying, there's all these different cultural groups and footwear is for everyone. Everyone wears shoes and we believe that our product is beneficial to, a lot of people make a footwear company and they'll make a niche style that's interesting to a small segment of people. We believe that hands-free footwear will be a significant segment of footwear as a whole. We're trying to explore as many categories as we can and not be super narrow. A learning for us is rather than just testing and moving on, we like to test and even if it doesn't work, try it from a different angle. So again, going back to that connection, we knew pregnancy would be an interesting category for our brand because 
women have reached out and said, we want easy on shoes, especially when we're pregnant. We've also had other audiences reach out and say, we can't wait till you make shoes for our audience. And so when we test in that audience, sometimes it doesn't work and we want to give up. So we change the mindset of rather than just making it, this converts or this gets the metric that we all care about. We start to think about how can we connect with those customers? And then those metrics start to follow. So leading with that connection to the customer, making sure that the stories we're telling really connect and are beneficial. So now we find ourselves making content for, again, to go back to that pregnancy audience, that's one of our best converting landing pages and one of the audiences that shares the most and where we often hear the most word of mouth. So building on that connection has been vital. And what's next for me is we're a young brand and we've seen a lot of growth with only a handful of silhouettes that we offer. And moving forward, during Black Friday, we launched... For two years, people have been asking us for hands-free winter boots for communities that have snow and people really struggle to get on their boots. And it actually has created some funny memes and on some of our social that people will bring up like how difficult it is to get on and off a winter boot. I'm excited in the future for us to have shoes in categories that people don't think that we will dive into. Like at the moment, we're just known for simple athleisure shoes. And moving forward, we have some other inventions that we're really excited to get out there. So for people that are listening that may be familiar with Kizik and they've been asking for other shoes, they're coming and, and we're working on a new technologies for new types of shoes. And so for me in the future, I love innovation, love technology, love to offer solutions for our, our customers' needs. So starting to add more silhouettes to what Kizik can offer is what's really exciting for me and in the upcoming and near future. One last point with those winter boots, we weren't sure how that would go. We thought that might be a test. We launched them during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday week, and they sold out within six hours and just an unexpected surprise for us. And now we know we need to order a lot more for next winter. Awesome. Congrats, man. I could, yeah, I imagine that. That's, that was probably a roller coaster six hours. One last thought. It was nuts. And unfortunately, because they were selling so fast and we're still building our systems, we actually oversold a little bit. So if you're one of those customers that bought and, and we're offering you a other reward, sorry about that. It was chaos. So Jimmy, I'd love your thoughts to close on. What are you most excited about for creative for 2024? So first of all, thanks, Alex. This has been awesome to hear your experience and how you're using our platform the way that we are seeing that it works and function and seeing it live and seeing it from you that it's working. It just brings a lot of joy. So I'm very excited about how uh, more and more brands are embracing this idea of conversational marketing, the idea of connecting with your consumer to releasing that sense of perfection, talking to at the consumer, talking with the consumer, building a brand together, collaborating with creators that are full of creativity, that have the ability to interpret the brands uh, and connect to audiences, sometimes even better than brands themselves can do. I love to see more and more brands really collaborating with culture and releasing that grip and working together and also producing at the speed that the culture requires. To that end, I am very excited to see the leaps and bounds that we're going to uh, witness with AI and generate AI 
and uh, love Alex's mindset of beginner's mind, constantly jumping into it. And CMOs like yourself, Alex, are the ones that are going to really quantum leap with this technology, using it to produce and to test different creatives and maximizing the performance. So I'm very excited to hear more and to see more how the creative community are going to start perfecting this prompt whispering, your ability to tell the machine and to collaborate with the AIs into best ways to bring our visions to life. This year is shaping that to be a very important revolutionary moment in the industry. And just witnessing all that, it's going to be super, super exciting. I'm excited for the future as well. Just want to say thank you, Jimmy, for I love what you guys do at the Creative Shop. Partnered with you guys at Purple back in the day when I was the CMO there and have enjoyed working with the team at Kizik as well and super talented group and grateful I could have been on here with you. And thank you, Jordan, as well. Thank you, Alex. And by the way, let's explore the new emerging canvases coming in and the connection between them. We'd love to eventually talk to you. Could be in in this podcast or not. Ways in which we can use the multimodality that is coming in our glasses and hearing, seeing the context that we're going to see with mixed reality. That's going to be very interesting as well to jump into that together. Our team is your team. So anytime they want to reach out, we're here for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode on creativity and how it can be a differentiator for your business. And a big thanks to Alex and Jimmy for joining us today and sharing their expertise. There are links to any resources mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. And thank you for listening to the Business, Innovation, and Technology podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get notified whenever a new episode is released and help share these insights with others by leaving a five-star review. We hope you enjoyed this episode on Creative and would like to thank today's guests, Alex and Jimmy, for sharing such valuable insight and perspective with us. You can find links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast.